0: kitchen secured trap 3 back on secured you're listening to trap 1 my name's Mark and joining me today for the final part of the Chris Chibnall retrospective is Keith welcome back
1: thank you hello
0: so we last saw each other a few weeks ago at the second Carlisle Comic Con we did uh, the guests included Peter Davison Sarah Sutton Spencer Wilding who was the man in the costume of the Minotaur in the God Complex very very tall the Wooden King in the Doctor of the Widow and the Wardrobe and Skaldak the Ice Warrior in Cold War
1: and very cruel
0: he was sat next to Jimmy V who is tiny so it was uh, quite a contrast yeah so Jimmy V was there he was the the Grask the Mox of Balhoon the Space Pig in Aliens of London uh, and Banakafalata in The Voyage of the Damned and the Skolbox Blitzer in The Caretaker. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> what, Banakafalata? Yes. <laughs> so that was your first time seeing Peter Davison? Sorry.
1: It was, I've never met him before. He was um, very nice. I was a bit nervous of meeting him. I think watching The Five-ish Doctors had actually made me a bit wary of him. <laughs> <laughs> Having that sort of divide between reality and fantasy. But uh, no, he was um, very nice. I got um, there early, so um, I was one of the f- uh, first people to uh, meet him. And he, yes, he was uh, charming, actually. And Sarah Sutton was there as well. She was tiny. I had my photograph taken with her, and I, I had to literally crouch down to be... <laughs> yeah, but I've never realised how, um, how sure she was. But she was lovely as well. She was very nice.
0: She didn't take part in the Doctor Who panel, unfortunately.
1: I know. I was yeah. desperately disappointed by that. I thought there'd be a lovely um, team to be together. But, uh, and for some reason, there was a zombie there.
0: Yeah, they um, they brought in a guy from the Game of Thrones, not the Game of Thrones, just Game of Thrones. Um, I think to talk a bit about kind of being in makeup, along with Jimmy V and, and Spencer Wilding. He didn't mm. really contribute much, did he?
1: Yeah, somebody actually asked him why he was there. Basically, yeah. basically. like
0: <laughs> what were you in Doctor Who?
1: And he just sort of like said, "I'm a zombie." Yeah,
0: Jimmy with a really American accent, said, "Never been in Doctor Who."
1: He looked completely um, shell shocked into he yeah. finding himself in Carlisle. It was like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter Davison thought it was on great form. It was very funny.
1: He was, yeah. I mean, there was no story you haven't heard a dozen times before, but just to see him there recounting was great. He dealt with a rather difficult question about his view about Jodie Whittaker, which had been taken out of context from a rather bizarre person who was sort of like rambling about Anthony ainley as well. I never quite followed that, but uh, he dealt with that uh, Beautifully, actually, so he's, he's a consummate uh, performer.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he must be sick of answering that. He kind of said, I didn't say that. Which is probably why uh, he left Twitter, to be fair, because yeah, repeating talked it. talked about this before because basically he said, Geordie Whittaker, it was a great choice, she's a fantastic actress, and he said something like, If I have one reservation, um, it's that, you know, like young boys are losing a role model or something like that. So it was kind of one comment. Which was seized upon. Yeah, by all the the headlines and the tabloids and stuff, um, but yeah, it just seems to be that people read headlines and don't read the rest of the story. Unfortunately,
1: Jimmy V was good fun. and told this horrible story about how he was being very Scottish and sunbathing. Then he was put into um, his costume for some uh, thing he was making them and they took the costume off. He literally peeled his skin off. Yeah, like, the entire audience just cringed. <laughs> that
0: was, um, yeah, that was pretty pretty rotten, wasn't it? And I think Jimmy V's been R two D too as well. I might be wrong about that. But I have no idea. I think he's a, a recent R2D2, and Spencer Wilding has been Darth Vader, maybe in in Rogue One. I think
1: Star Wars: The Next
0: Generation. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that was that was that was good. It was one. such a lovely
1: odd couple, though. I don't know if they've worked together before, but just seeing the work, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, such a huge chap next to a little tiny fellow was. Uh, they
0: seemed to have good rapport, didn't they? So they did. Uh, yeah, I wonder if
1: they've uh, like worked before. I think Jimmy V was a replacement, wasn't he? Because he didn't have any posters or anything up, so I don't think he'd had. The queue he could have had.
0: I think because he was there last year as well, wasn't he? Where he was, he, yeah. he was kind of publicised and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, very cool. And he, got, he was standing in for Robert, Robert Llewellyn. Yeah, Crichton from Red Dwarf. was. Um, they announced the night before, I think, on Twitter that he couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, but then Robert Llewellyn himself took to Twitter <laughs> that uh, the night of the Comic-Con to say that he'd let them know a month before. Uh, so, yeah, it does seem maybe a little bit like they, uh, they kept that to themselves. Something curious happened there. Yeah. Mm, maybe held that back too. And Julian Glover was there, genuine star of the,
1: the big screen.
0: Yeah.
1: Incredibly absolutely. deaf star of the big screen. Was watery, <laughs> but, uh, he was lovely as well. I I uh, got his autograph. He was very nice. and uh, Yes, I was very much in awe of him because he had pictures from all his films and things like that. And there was huge numbers, everything from Doctor Who to... Um, Uh, James Bond to um, Indiana Jones so it was yeah there's not
0: many people who've been uh, like a classic Bond baddie Doctor Who baddie Indiana Jones like you say been in Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back and the monk from the werewolf story he was there as well
1: ah yeah that's right whose name I can't remember bless him he was in the uh, Game of Thrones
0: um, uh, question and answer Uh, um, but I didn't realize you got Julian Glover's autograph as well but he deaf. He saying he was, um yes yeah.
1: but I but I'd heard a uh, interview with him so I knew that so I uh, yeah. spoke very clearly I <laughs> did think I was like just this madman I came to, like speaking slowly at him, but uh, yes he was yeah but he was very nice and uh, I was very much in awe of him because he was like a star from like yeah even seeing him things like space 1999 when I was tiny so it was uh, yes it was uh, a privilege to meet him much I really enjoyed that um, I didn't go to the Game of Thrones panel, but did you go to that one? I did, yes. Um, Scarlet didn't get mentioned at all, which I was went ah. disappointed about, and I was too shy to mention it myself. But um, yes, that was very good. And uh, they played the um, theme tune to the Game of Thrones constantly through it, and it was <laughs> earworming for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> so. you a Game of Thrones fan? Nope, never seen it. <laughs> but I was so sort of thrilled by hearing them talk about they were all genuinely enthused there was a chap called Miltos something or other who I remember from being driven mad in black books who was (laughs) uh, so I did actually buy the discs then I was so determined not to get into watching the series I don't want to spend money on New Fandom I've actually hidden the discs in my own house so I don't have to watch it
0: (laughs) well I I definitely recommend watching it, it's very good
1: I probably will, I'll wait till it's um, double the price of everything so I
0: can spend more (laughs) never mind uh, so yeah, I guess um, the thing I would say is if you see Peter Davison, don't ask him um, about his comments about Jodie Whittaker because they've massively been exaggerated and taken out of context, yeah. and he's clearly sick of talking about it. Yeah,
1: my biggest point was Sarah Sutton wasn't in the question and answer, and there's no real explanation as to why. No, but uh, but she was in good form when she was sort of answering questions. Um, she was like, had a good chat with my um, friend who I went with, and uh, no, she was lovely. She was talking a lot about the big finish. I think that's probably um, fresher in her mind now.
0: Yeah. And
1: she was um, recommending spare parts to everybody who could... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether that's just the title she remembers or not, I don't know whether she just thinks it's a particularly good one. But,
0: uh, it is brilliant. She
1: was mentioning that a lot, yeah.
0: So, and I think it was £20 for an autograph and a, a photo with them? It was, yeah. That's uh, not bad, is it?
1: Well, compared to Mr Eccleston's £95, I thought it was good value,
0: <laughs> frankly. So, you knew where I was going there. That's I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, it's been on uh, social
0: media once or twice. Yeah, is yes. £95 for an autograph and £85 for a photo with him. And if you're very lucky, you can eat one of the chips from his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pay that for a, a doctor's autograph?
1: <sighs> uh, possibly... Uh, Probably not actually. I don't think
0: I could generally afford that. <laughs> I'd, I'd find that very, very yeah. hard to justify. I think. Um, I mean, I suppose the thing is, he, he his first convention he's done. He might not do another one, or not for a long time. He's he's kind of got a bit of a captive audience for anyone that does want that. He obviously wants a conservatory. The big hope is that <laughs> he actually enjoys it, because yeah. he's
1: whether he is or not, he comes over as quite dour. Yeah. He's not won the fans over by not really being involved in fandom in any way whatsoever, really, has he? But you do see him meet people in the streets, you have seen meet people on YouTube videos, and he actually seems
0: lovely. So, who yeah. knows? It might be worth that, but um, it does seem a bit steep. And he spent a bit of time filming in Keswick, which is obviously near us recently, for a couple of shows that he did. I think it was The A Word, I think. I think so, yeah. And Safe House. Um, and by all accounts... Anybody that wants to talk to him, if you see him in the street, he's quite happy to talk to them, uh, give an autograph, post for a photo. So, and if you want to be particularly cynical, you could say he's
1: sort of like brought up a bit of controversy about his time in Who. Then does this thing, so he's uh, yeah, he's advertised himself quite well for this appearance. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you say, hopefully he enjoys it. I mean, it's kind of advertised um, on the strength of Doctor Who. G.I. Joe and Thor The Dark World which are three experiences he probably didn't really enjoy um, yeah. but hopefully time has, time has healed uh, the wounds and he'll be I happy think I would be genuinely
1: him. nervous meeting him because yeah. he does come over so um, cross
0: <laughs> yeah I think it's, it, it's interesting isn't it I don't know if you've seen that video I think it was when he was publicising the A word and he was being interviewed um, by a young autistic lad I did, and he was lovely in that, yeah. It was very
1: moving, wasn't it? And um, there's a video on YouTube of his, um, somebody sort of press-gangs him into um, helping propose to his girlfriend. And he comes in this, like, cafe in New York, pretending to be the doctor, and then, like, basically put setting this chap up to propose to his girlfriend. So, and I he, haven't seen that. Yeah, ever. it's worth looking at, because he comes over as um, enjoying the experience and uh, good
0: fun. Right, yeah. And I know um, there was another... um, He did a video for um, a a young lad that was ill a while ago. I think a few other doctors did. I was involved in that. I didn't see his. I knew a lot of them had that. Yeah, Yeah, he's... um, I think he's a decent guy. Um, And, yeah, because he's got films to promote, hasn't he? So uh, he needs to kind of pull in in some headlines. And I think Capaldi was... um, asking for quite a lot
1: of money. I don't know what David Tennant has in the past, and yet they don't seem to you know, attract quite the same criticism. So uh, maybe that's double standards, and who knows?
0: Okay, so the main part of today's episode is going to be a commentary on The Power of Three. Right. Um, as we bring to a close, Trap One's troll through Chris Chibnall's Doctor Who oeuvre to date. Troll. <laughs> troll. <laughs> you could never accuse him of that, could you? <laughs> so, uh, is um, season 7A, eh? is, is this the season that you enjoyed, you come back to?
1: I do, and I think it's a really unpopular position, but I think it was a really good season. Both um, the original five episodes and then um, the 2013 ones. But I actually really, really like them. Um, I was quite astonished when people didn't, I don't know why. But, um, no, I think, especially those... Um, Asylum of the Daleks I think was exceptionally good I like Dinosaurs and the Spaceship I think that's really good and people seem to criticise that for some reason less keen on Cowboy one but I don't particularly like Cowboys and <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah
1: I think uh, Power
0: 3 was um, good fun at the time yeah I, I enjoyed them all um, I think they probably did the right thing when you only had five episodes in a year of, of going for that kind of high concept movie idea so each episode very different Kind of striking, and this is a comedy, isn't it? It's like uh, it's like their version of *Bachelor*, or
1: something. This is just like the rom-com.
0: Yeah, that's it. We're, uh, um, yeah. The the central idea of it is um, well, as we'll see when we start watching. The rather than the companions going into the doctor's world and the doctor's life, it's it's bringing the doctor into uh, into their world. So, if you're going to watch along uh, at home, we'll be pressing play on the power of three in one, two, three.
1: And we just noticed it's only forty-one minutes, so it's quite
0: a short episode. Yeah, that's uh, that is coming in pretty short. Imagine uh, they've been pretty aggrieved at the time and we only had five episodes. That uh, <laughs> that this one's only forty-one minutes. Especially when we're starting
1: with sort of like a greatest hits a little compilation there, so it's like a whole mini taken with uh, old footage.
0: Yeah, so we get we get the uh, clips of the whole pond era at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some nice inventive bits here as we go through time, when you see the the months. Um, they're in kind of different fonts and different styles, kind of embedded into the background. So there, it's kind of in an LED on the cooker.
1: And they definitely know they're in a the drama as well, because they sort of like they spell words out with the food, yeah. and they do a voiceover. So. They know they're fictional in this one. I don't mind them.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> quick, quick shot of the wedding there, where uh, Roy's father didn't attend. Yeah. The honourable uh, tradition of relatives not attending uh, people's weddings in Doctor Who.
0: Uh, yeah. He certainly wasn't seen, was he? Oh, in years' time, they can wreck yeah. on it and put it in. Oh, look, a black box. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we've got the, uh, the cubes appearing and, and, and gently a nicely sinister a
1: idea as well, like something really mundane happening can be sometimes more frightening than uh, something really dramatic like a massive spaceship. I mean, if you woke up and there was like just footprints in your house and you didn't know why, or just something yeah. like a box had appeared, that would be a bit creepy. Yeah,
0: definitely. Different titles? Yeah, the, uh, throughout 7A they get gradually darker, don't they? And um, the Boxier. logo <laughs> uh, has a different kind of uh, texture on it, so the... Uh, the scales on the dinosaurs on a spaceship, and then we've got this kind of made up of of black cubes. So did you like the ponds? I did, yeah. Um, I liked them a lot. And there's Brian? I think particularly Rory kind of uh, grew on me as the series went on. But it was great to have uh, Brian back in this one after uh, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship.
1: Now, do you think there's CGI? Do you think some people sort of had to pull out little
0: boxes everywhere? I think they, they made a number of them. Uh, I did actually read this in the complete history, how many they had made, and I've forgotten. Oh. Um, but I think there was... Uh, they did have quite a lot made. Imagine the casting crew uh, <laughs>
1: probably took them. Mm-hmm. Matt Smith's me, I really underestimated at the time. It wasn't until he left I and he
0: thought, actually, you were really, really good. This is a, a point I made on the uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship one. Uh, you, you've listened to the Who Against Guns podcast, haven't you? I have, yeah the the point that Stephen Moffat made about um, kind of Matt Smith being like Patrick Trout in the sense that they're quite kind of handsome in real life, so they screw the faces up and gurn a lot as the Doctor. Patrick uh, Trout was
1: amazingly handsome in real life. You see pictures of him you th- because you think, how is he so successful with women and did like that You see him now. You think, Actually, yes, he was uh, really sort of saturnine and good looking.
0: Yeah. The TARDIS uh, is very brightly lit. Saw an episode of the Avengers with him in, and, and remember thinking that. Um, It's Matt Smith, he's always frowning and gurning and and, and doing different things, isn't he? And this this last couple I've watched since I listened to that Stephen Moffat podcast really kind of notice it more, I think, now that it's been pointed out. I didn't forget about that console room, but it was uh,
1: quite a massive set, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I got it in my head that they didn't use it in these five episodes because I thought they were already building the new one, but obviously I'm completely wrong because there it is.
0: Yeah, I think is it um I'm never sure how to pronounce his name. Is it Gary Gillat or Gillat? You know, the former editor of the Doctor Who magazine that writes uh read some brilliant I thought it was so I guess. I was being French. Um he uh he described that console room as being like the inside of a migraine. <laughs> 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 Which I yeah. thought was uh I, I quite like it, I don't necessarily agree, but I thought it was a lovely description. Mm. So uh Shibnal got the idea or part of the inspiration for this um, when uh, a ship kind of ran aground um, near where we lived mm. uh, off the coast, and, it, and loads of just stuff that was being ship washed up, and motorbikes and toys and everything, and everyone was rushing down to the coast to claim it and bring it home. And this was part of the inspiration that people if people see things or find things that they'll uh, they'll just take them and, and bring them in. So I think the the plot is probably secondary to the interactions really isn't it? But it's yeah. Still, it's still an
1: intriguing idea.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I think we've got a mention of Artron Energy in a minute. Yeah, so there's uh, the unit troops bursting in. With alarming uh, competence, we're not used to that. Yeah. And not, not normally so heavily armed as well. As if a male nurse would wear boxy shorts like that, I don't <laughs> is there a standard issue for, for male nurses yes <laughs> and here's Kate
1: freshly regenerated
0: yeah so this um, well according to again the complete history Chris Jimmel wrote this without knowing that there was already a Kate Lethbridge-Stewart from the spin-off media how was um, he just plucked the name out of nowhere called the Kate Stewart and it was um Ben I his name the uh, the Doctor magazine journalist uh, oh Benji uh, Clifford no I think the one that co-wrote The Writer's Tale with Russell T Davis. oh the one with the red hair yeah Benjamin Cook ah yeah he pointed out to Chris Chimrow when he interviewed him he said you know there's already a uh, the Brigadier's got a doctor uh, the, <laughs> he's got a daughter called Kate who was in Downtime which yeah. she was introduced in um, and then Demo's Rising Demo's yeah. Rising I haven't seen that have you? I have yeah um,
1: Beverly Cressman and they actually look pretty similar yeah. it's bizarre you see pictures of next to each other they, do, they really do yeah. uh, the same sort of hair colour same sort of like cheekbones and stuff it's quite uncanny actually
0: it's the same actress in both then?
1: in the uh, your downtown Demo's Rising yeah and then obviously the recast for this yeah. but um,
0: they do not look unalike because a few years between Downtime and Demos Rising isn't that so relatively oh, yeah. a relatively recent one. Yeah. Downtime was about 94, 95. I remember
1: getting that on VHS at the time. Yeah, it was not long after the anniversary. Were, I remember they we were trying to get it out for the anniversary, and then right. slightly missed it. I yeah. quite liked Downtime.
0: Yeah. That's something
1: people frown at these days. I think, well, it was good fun at the time, and all we had. Yeah,
0: that was it. We had the we, Brigadier,
1: Sarah, Sarah Jane, Jane. Smith.
0: We had Victoria. All dead. <laughs> <are> dead. <laughs>
1: Probably John Leeson's the only survivor. Yeah. Even the director fell off an escalator. Remember? Ah, right. It was a grim thought. Next time you watch the VAM on uh, DVDs, think you're falling off an escalator. Who
0: was the director? Remember? Uh, Christopher Barrow. Ah, right. Uh, so yeah, so it was. Um, it really was. Um, so it was Stephen Moffat really that kind of came up with this originally, where you have the companions that don't travel with the Doctor full time, that don't live in the TARDIS. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to kind of take that to a bit of an extension here, and uh, as I was saying, rather than them going into the doctor's world, uh, them coming into the uh, kind of the everyday. It's mundanity. definitely a positive thing,
1: isn't it? Like um, them having a life as well. Yeah. Well, I suppose they did in the original series. I Miss mean, Sarah Jane Smith, she had a job as well, didn't she? Kip.
0: I suppose the unit, the unit era. Um, you think that's a decade? That's. Yeah, they, they well, they couldn't really live aboard the TARDIS cause it was Well, they could have done, but it wasn't going anywhere. It would have been a bit pointless, wouldn't it?
1: Well, um, they strange pull-out beds here.
0: Yeah. And this is where there is that Brian was, uh, has been in the TARDIS for two days. <laughs> <laughs> he was very good. Yeah.
1: And, of course, he, um, the same writer wrote him both times. So, I wonder if it's he, the um, the character belongs to him or not.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how it works in the modern series. You, you get that in the old series, don't you? Where
1: the uh... And if there is a writer's room, I suppose that's going to be even more blurred in the future, isn't it? So I suppose they'll all have to be BBC property.
0: Yeah. Still no, uh, no confirmation on that, or really much news at of all. Or anything! about no. series 11, I yeah. think. Uh, the comedian Lee Mack has uh, revealed that he's got a part. Yeah. Apparently a big Doctor Who fan, he's got a life-size TARDIS and Dalek in his home. I waited all this time to get a part, which seems a bit unusual. Yeah, I wonder why he, uh, Yeah, he apparently filmed something on his phone with his own TARDIS and sent it to Chris Chibnall. Whether right. he knows Chibnall slightly. Um. People say this is um,
1: Russell T. Davis-esque with um, like real newscasters and stuff like that. I suppose they have a point.
0: Yeah, the um, the the cameos from, from well-known people.
1: Hmm. I've written Hippie in a Canal Boat and I realise that's um, a Kate Lethbridge-Stewart uh, references how one thing the character going from that to who she is now, (laughs) is less likely. And she's got a son in the... um, downtown. uh, Downtown. so... Do you remember what the son was called? Cordy? Gordon, yeah. Cordy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably the worst
0: child actor in living (laughs) history, so... I can't remember it, and um, I I sold all my VHSs. um, Ooh. So uh, I've got nothing to play them on anymore,
1: so... I've got all mine. This would like... uh, gathering dust but I think that might, they'll be the antiques of the future so I keep them
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't uh, I didn't get much for them mm-hmm. I, I sort of sold them tried to sell them before they were all out on DVD we <laughs> looking rather good in
1: the um, tight beating sweatshirt <laughs> hair's looking better as well definitely changed a character didn't he as uh, time went by there's actual proper development for Rory
0: yeah well, these do work
1: really well together, considering they only have really two.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they do, don't they? Got Brian's log with his camcorder there. Mm-hmm. Camcorders seem kind of old-fashioned now, don't they? With they do. uh, in the era of smartphones.
1: Well, I suppose that works with a character as well. You'd like use slightly more obsolete um, technology, but yeah. God, can you believe you're saying that? It's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, these hospital scenes are a bit weird. It's sort of like the masked nurses and things. Yeah. Um played okay. by
0: twins. Oh really? Yeah, uh, the Beck twins. I know and waiting so. list can
1: be a bit bad, but she's obviously been sitting in that hospital for about Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> odd. Good six
1: months by the time do we do these people actually ex- explained? I've never been quite sure about this.
0: The yeah, the little girl is, is described as the, the outlier outlier android, I think. Right. Um of whom there are seven, if I've understood it correctly. Mm. Uh, you picked more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, you've got these nurses with the uh, strange, strange grill mouths, who've got kind of um, pre-recorded generic nurse sayings. <laughs> well, we all have those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People would still be freaked out by these things, though so surely. I can't believe they'd be accepted. I mean, it's literally something materialising in your house. You'd be very wary of
0: it. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't be uh, putting them in the mug drawer and... I mean, throwing the wig I make those in June, I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Apparently,
1: some of these scenes she's wearing a wig, but I've never noticed it.
0: Was she already wearing a wig?
1: Apparently, she'd um, had to reshoot scenes later or something. Ah, right. One of those things you hear and don't really pay attention to.
0: Yeah, because she was uh, filming... Guardians of the Galaxy, so sort of not long after she left Doctor Who. Uh, I think she's is, in the
1: new um, Infinity, isn't she?
0: Yeah, I believe so, yeah, Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War, out at the end of this month. Yeah, I wonder why, the, um, why they decided that the Doctor should should leave for part of this year, because the, the set-up seemed to be this was the year the Doctor came to stay, mm. uh, and then takes off, doesn't he, for a big chunk of it. I suppose you could argue that is him staying, that's... Yeah. Close to commitment that he gets. <laughs> now we've got the anniversary present for the Ponsies. He brought them to the Savoy in the 19th century.
1: and a pair of fabulous outfits for them, but.
0: Yeah. Quite, quite like Teagan in Enlightenment, isn't it? Uh, the hair and the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The outfit. Um, but it all well, ends in disaster, it turns and the out. first mentioned the, the
1: Zygons.
0: Yeah, well, there's a couple of times, isn't there, where Stephen Moffat teases us with the Zygons in the Pandorica opens when all the ships of all the yeah, aliens are right, Um He says the Zygons are here, and then he mentions them on this part before finally bringing them back in Day of the Doctor. We've got them in Henry VIII's bedroom. Albeit briefly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, back to the anniversary party when uh, Brian realizes that they're wearing completely different clothes and they've. Been away for seven weeks, I think he says. I've got to put the subtitles on. <laughs> I've just noticed. have not listened.
1: This is a lovely scene, though, isn't it? It's like, first you see, like, the actual age of the Doctor. He's sort of like, um, like, ancientness sort of coming through as he's talking to an older man. It's a bit like uh, 10 with Bernard Cribbings. And then... It's a lovely performance from Matt Smith. Something we underestimate, I think.
0: Yeah, he can suddenly switch on that world weariness, can't he? And uh, some died, especially in Big Finish. Yeah. Well, life expectancy is a lot shorter for company. <laughs> <laughs> it's good when you can. You've got that knowledge of of the savers as well. You can. Uh, you can infer that he's thinking about Adric and and mm-hmm. whatnot there. But even if you're not, you can sort of imagine as a as a not
1: wee You can probably think well. Somebody must have done. Yeah, like uh, not a specific one. I do, must must admit to do like the lights in their and they've very nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've gone all out for this party, haven't they? Mm.
1: Definitely got budget. We've we'll got this uh, amount of location, everything once upon a day. No. Into July. It's s- still on the camcorder. It does sort of like push. You're waiting for something to happen by now, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the story's quite incidental in this one, or the, the yeah. sci-fi story's quite incidental, isn't it? And, uh, and as we'll see, easily resolved. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that's uh, a big problem to
0: come. Yeah. Here we are, Alan Sugar. Yeah, we've got a little, um, little clip from The Apprentice where he's sent the, uh, sent the candidates out to try and sell the cubes. I don't watch The Apprentice anymore. I uh, watch maybe the first few series, series. It was quite good. I only
1: ever watched it for the uh, Twitter comments. Yeah, but have no, the
0: last few years are not bothered. I think because he, he's talking to a candidate called Craig. I think he fires uh, Craig there. Uh, there's some speculation that it was um, Craig from The Lodger in Closing Time. Oh right. <laughs> um, that would be nice too. Yeah, but he's actually credited as Douglas McKinnon. Uh, he was sitting there and was the person that Alan Sugar pointed okay. at and fired. I think this is Douglas McKinnon's second directing.
1: Yeah, when the cast start falling asleep, you know the plot's in trouble a little bit. But here yeah. they are, it's moving, something happened. I'd quite like the idea that these things have just been sent to record and observe.
0: Yeah. It's taken them quite a while to... to um, discern a weakness in the human body when there's, yeah. there's quite a lot of weaknesses in the human body whereas one decent medical textbook would have probably done it quite successfully yeah. <laughs> I think the master in Terror of the Auton says isn't he, the human body has one basic weakness one which I intend to exploit
1: mm-hmm.
0: daffodils uh, yeah, <laughs> clowns and daffodils it's a wee so, it? are they still a thing I'm not sure I've still got one, but I'm I'm not really up on uh, gaming and stuff. I keep mine purely for Goldeneye. But you're so young. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so do you think the tally are going to come back as a major thing for the Chibnolera? It'd be funny if this was actually like the uh,
0: background for the whole of the era. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, I think, yeah, because uh, this thing about you know being a, an ancient that the Time Lords were scared of. Scared of. It's. It's something that just. It, it seems like it's yeah. just been used here just to make the threat seem, bigger. Mm. But it's a little bit thrown away. A bit yeah. mm. oh, like the floating
1: box. Yeah. and he, uh, But if they have been observing, they realise
0: that he's actually not one of them. You'd think so. Yeah. But they all seem to do different things, don't they? Yeah. I so said the plot is a little. Uh, this Big one. on these things. Yeah, this one sort of fires lasers at him, so maybe it's just testing human uh, kind of... A bit like Stephen Burgle for the end, and then he stops firing lasers. Yeah.
1: And Metal,
0: Metal Dog could, could, do that. could do that, yeah. That must be
1: the uh, spin-off series. Uh,
0: yeah, he's, he's in the, that Australian series. I only watched about two episodes, I think, but... Uh, I really got in into that. it. I can't believe it's ignored. It was such
1: a weird series. It was like sitting in this sort of al- like alternate future. It was very, um, like designed to drive away the casual view. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, and
0: if you look, every episode you watch you think, what the hell? Yeah. I really liked it. Um I mean, it didn't get a second series, unfortunately, did it? But There's gonna be a movie. Yeah. It's, with Omega uh, and everything. K9 versus Possibly. Omega movie. Well the um uh, it's Bob Baker, isn't it? Yeah. He was on a recent Toby Haydock's Who's Round, uh, where he was talking about it. It's, it is still Kind of hopefully uh, looking likely that it's going to go ahead. Hasn't been one of those for a while. I'd rather miss them. Yeah, I think um, he's taken a break. He's got a few that have been recorded still to come out, and then he's going to decide whether he, he carries on with them after that. He's wearing my brown jacket in the um, extras on the um,
1: um, Enemy of the World uh, DVD.
0: Toby Hayduck is. I
1: noticed that. I haven't got the special edition enemy of the world so yeah. has the um, unit been in the Tower of London before now I can't remember was it in the uh, the Christmas invasion yeah. was the first time so was it actually there then I couldn't quite remember
0: yeah that's uh, that was the first time it was based there um, and then it's pretty much permanently from there on in until the, of the last time we see unit which was that um, the witches familiar and the magicians of apprentice I want to say it It would be the Zygon one yeah that's right that series the names which elude me Uh, the doctor of course been in the Tower of London a number of times before we learn in the sensorites that in a pre-unearthly child adventure he was locked up there in the mind of evil he says he shared a cell with Walter Raleigh and in the impossible astronaut Charles II imprisoned the 11th doctor there and he escaped in a hot air balloon and the sixth Doctor and Evelyn in the Marion
1: conspiracy. If you like a big finish,
0: ah, was it um, Jubilee as well? Is that where? Who um, oh, could be? Yeah. So basically,
1: j- he's practically paying rent to live. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Stewart doing her regular thing of not being remotely competent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her character's really been helped by uh, Big Finish in so much she's actually um, leads unit rather than just sort of like flaps around, which she yeah. tends to do a bit on telly. Yeah. It's an interesting performance. It's half sort of like laid back with a <laughs> hint of wooden sometimes.
0: Yeah. But I think that I did be... like her actually really very much. That was a complaint about the early unit big finishes, wasn't it, that she uh gave trees a bad name. She was yeah. But the, I mean the ones that I've heard, um well we did a podcast on Unit Assemble, didn't we? We did, is it still available? Uh it is. Oh. Yeah. Check out the podcast feed for that one. <laughs> uh and I've heard the one with the silence. Silenced, it's called, isn't it? Yeah. I think they're the only two that I've heard. When does they will get Lee Evans to reprise Malcolm, is it, I think?
1: We get lots of paper towels for his sweat, then. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen him on stage? Oh, my God, he's ringing with well for about ten minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've um, not seen him live, but seen the, seen the kind of uh, stand-up shows on TV. But he's retired from stand-up comedy now. Maybe a little uh, couple of days of Big Finish might, might do him ran out of deodorant that's it so they're actually filming there aren't they it's the
1: actual building in the background or is it somewhere in Wales that just looks very like it uh, somewhere in Wales that looks
0: very like it I do actually know this this is green screen uh, they couldn't film mm. in London at the time because the Olympics were on I can't get over green screen that hasn't got a fuzzy line
1: around it well, definitely a child of the 70s yeah there should be a big blue line around them and
0: Yeah. all the hair be, should be disappearing <laughs> much more seamless now isn't it
1: when you say that, you watch the first series of New Who and you, it does look a bit crunky now. You think, oh my yeah. God, that seems so advanced. That you can tell it's um, superimposed, can't you? Yeah, there's a couple of a couple of shots. that. Uh, I love to see some mechanical ravens going past. I love that idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the date of the Doctor, isn't it? Yeah. All right, yeah. <clears throat> and even mention Malcolm in that one. They do, yeah. They, they want to get him to change the batteries, don't they?
1: So this proves, it's definitely just a character piece, isn't it? Yeah like a prologue for the next story there should be like a figure of death and vultures and stuff around the ponds all the time
0: yeah they should be wearing red
1: shirts all the way through
0: very much setting up uh, their departure and that they can't continue to do you think that's overdone it's an interesting way of doing it isn't it Um, I think normally the companions would leave at the point where they got into a relationship or got married um, whereas the Doctor has probably prolonged this relationship. When you think how, uh, especially in the old series, how ruthlessly he would, uh, you know, kind of leaving poor Susan and Sarah Jane behind, um, he's a bit more sentimental now, isn't he? A bit more attached. He's, uh, As he says here, the Amy Pond was the first person he saw when he regenerated this time, so he's... Uh, Good job. the Seventh Doctor didn't hold order, that tradition, yeah. he'd be looking out for old Ulrak. 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 Ulrak, all the
1: time, wouldn't he, the uh, Tetra? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or the Rani,
0: at least, yeah. when uh, dressed up as Mel. I've
1: written annual here, because it reminds me of an old annual story, like Doctor Who meets some old friends, and then a slightly inconsequential adventure happens, which yeah. he cures, like he sold with a gizmo, and I thought, <laughs> <about>, actually... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is from an annual, I've decided... The uh, the the second volume of um, what's it called the audio annual is coming out I think later this month. Excellent. Oh look, a countdown. Uh, I think it was you, you pointed out when we were discussing the uh, doing a tribune retrospective that all these stories so far have, have a countdown. <laughs> this in. is the most blatant though. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> no, <I might. coughs> the one in forty two quite uh, prominent as well. But, uh. Yeah.
1: building tension it would be in real life you actually saw it counting down to something it would be more than a
0: yeah definitely I'd be um, I'd be throwing all my cubes out of the window I think not a sentence you thought you'd say to them. think no
1: people say this like a um, like a Russell T. Davis thing I don't think it is at all
0: no I think I think the similarities are the the modern day earth kind of domestic setting mm. Kind of bringing in family members, the celebrity cameos. Using the electric to kill people is quite a clever idea, I like that. Yeah.
1: As you say, whether it would take quite so long for them to work that out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the uh, the Shakri ship hasn't necessarily been waiting all this time for information. They could have uh, sent these ahead as a bit of a scout and then he's turned up, collated the information, and. Uh, Shakri ship. Try saying that when no do Yeah. <laughs> It is quite a
1: grim-looking so, hospital, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Quite a coincidence that it's the one that, that Rory works in as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not sure you'd allow one of your relatives to actually do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, access to medical supplies. Yeah. Just tamper with those, say, linebacks. This is a creepy corridor, isn't it? It is. And
1: then... Uh, it have we used be... this before? Most corridors have been used before at some point.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look familiar. Unless, I guess, unless it's the hospital from 11th Hour maybe that's
1: one I'm thinking of. So these chaps are all creepy but
0: yeah still not entirely well no and the odd thing is the um, once Rory has followed his dad um, through the sort of portal in the lift they they knock Rory out and then disappear they kept kind of uh, that thing you normally know, henchmen reappear don't they in mm-hmm. an inopportune moment at least to be finale. defeated or something yeah this see,
1: whole season was actually full of really good designs which were squandered really because like those um, like well, creepy men with the top hats that like the uh, great yeah. you, they were really
0: good but the whisper men yeah they the, were yeah. hardly
1: featured and that um, they didn't do very much did they oh, try to think of the one one with all the singing and the giant space pumpkin they had like uh, these strange sort of like mummies and the rings of Akatan that's the one and mm. the like the strange sort of masked figures and that and they were really good designs and they were sort of was but over a spaceship.
0: It's in a slightly different dimension. There's a nice design as well. It is, yeah. But doesn't that really explain what all these people have been kidnapped for?
1: No. Um, Unless it's more tests and stuff, but it doesn't state that. Yeah. And they're obviously not worth rescuing because they get blown up at the end, so... That's true. I hadn't thought about that, yeah. It does make um, you wonder what the hospital... Um, Policies are like, <laughs> <on laughs> so you've got all these people vanishing, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you think they're been some kind of investigation now. They're obviously this. not doing their regular hourly observations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, do they really need the cubes in everybody's home and test subjects to discover a well, weakness in do the cubes? Do they've done it, but... Mm. Creepy girl. And the they countdown hits zero. I, I like the way the, the numbers are embedded in the cube. It's quite well done.
1: Yeah, because I can't even like... Oh, here we go. Did he say Geronimo as often as we think he does?
0: He says it quite often. Um, I think it said in the complete history he ad libbed it at that point. <clears throat> Um, and also the, the unit scientist in this one, uh, he calls him glasses, and I think...
1: I'm wearing mine I as think, a homage, uh, I'm doing yeah. uh,
0: cosplay. <laughs> uh, and I think he said in there that that was also a Matt Smith ad-lib.
1: Yeah, quite an unpleasant one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because uh, David Tennant wanted to, to bring the, the brainy specs in, didn't he, to for children who had to wear glasses? Mm-hmm
1: he said on the crinoid podcast you wouldn't suddenly call like call, oi calipers would you yeah. <laughs> oi wheelchair? everybody's dying
0: yeah and they stayed there for quite a while
1: yeah so they're all brain dead basically
0: yeah I was going to say um, <laughs> what, what would be your medical uh, <laughs> opinion on that they're laying dead better. on the pavement for about 20 minutes you'll mm. keep me in a lot of work shall we say <laughs> Do you like the fact the Doctor There's can't survive with the just one heart? Yeah, it seems odd, doesn't it? You'd think one of the benefits of having two would be you've got a, a spare, you've got some redundancy.
1: I'm sure Romana said to keep one for best. So.
0: Yeah. In the the Eighth Doctor adventures, uh, the, the Doctor loses one, doesn't he? He does
1: in an incredibly creepy way. Mm. I used to love the Eighth Doctor novels.
0: Yeah, I never, I never finished them. I keep meaning to. Uh, Probably going to pay well over the odds for them now, but to to finish the set.
1: Yeah.
0: I loved the ones where. Uh, after the ancestor cell, where he lived through the twentieth century. They were superb. Yeah, I so think he, he never really there. got better than that. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Father time in particular. Yeah. Turing tests. I find generally emotional. I think it's really good. Yeah, that one's excellent as well.
1: But they're all good. Well, ten sticks a little more. But.
0: Which one was that?
1: Oh, there's one of his players' stories. Ah, right, yeah. I'm trying to cause the uh, World War, I think.
0: Yeah. Cool. I didn't, I never. There's a it's World Game, and there's a run of those, isn't there? There's three, I think. Mind if he
1: can't rest on his laurels and do a greatest hit from time to time, when who can
0: you? Yeah. Know. Oh, they're twins, yeah. Yeah, so they. Uh, after they inject Rory here, completely disappear. Seems and it can't odd. be because
1: they're running out of time, because it's an incredibly short episode as well, so... Yeah. Mine well, doesn't mean they just ran out of time to film things.
0: Yeah. It is odd when, you, when you've when you got such creepy henchmen for them... Uh, let's say they've normally kind of appear at the worst possible time during the finale, wouldn't they, and uh, <clears throat> make things difficult for the heroes. I mean, when it's such
1: a leisurely paced episode at the beginning, you think a bit of uh, drama at the end would... have
0: yeah. I like this effect of the uh, on the girl's face and her eyes, mm. and revealing her robotic nature.
1: Good part. No lines learned, just a bit of steering.
0: Yeah.
1: What if BBC Cardiff just has a creepy children department. <laughs> that just, they just look for like really sinister kids.
0: This is very handy, isn't it? That there's right next
1: to the machine. Yep.
0: Defibrillator. They normally leave them lying around like that. Oh yeah. Are they not fairly dangerous? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's half the fun.
0: Have you ever used one? Nope.
1: No. Uh, not in anger, no. Nah, you
0: trained, kind of thing, as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't work like that. <laughs> well, it we might
0: f- work on a time rod like that. Yeah. Is this a
1: tad over the top, do we think?
0: Yeah, it's, it's very Matt Smith, though, isn't it? Yeah. chance for him to show off his abs as well
1: <laughs> have you heard the desert island discs
0: no a Matt Smith one yeah ah, it's still on
1: uh, yeah it's still downloadable for the time being I will listen to that and I'll put a link in the show notes he um, talks about his football and stuff like that so he was ah. quite a healthy young man in his day then yeah. he got a really bad back and ruined his career Sickling though he should be really really good at sport and acting
0: yeah Football's loss is, is Doctor Who's game. Uh, he's most recently been seen on Netflix uh, playing Prince Philip. Um, what it? The Crown, is it called? I haven't it seen is, that. yeah.
1: It's not doing the next series, I don't think.
0: No. Um, Tobias Menzies is replacing him and Olivia Colman is replacing Claire Foy. Hmm. It's Stephen Berkhoff. Really, really good actor. Yeah. And you can barely tell his name. And then he disappears. Yeah, I think they only had him for a couple of days filming. Oh, he's that one. Um, and probably spent most of that in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Famous for Rambo and Octopussy.
1: And he was in UFO as well. Ah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good buddy in Octopussy, isn't he? He was also in this really bizarre film with uh, Joan Collins, I remember years ago, but it was all in sort of rhyme. Mm. And you know, one of those things where people start doubting if it actually exists because
0: you can't find it anywhere. I do remember watching it. <laughs> Talks very cryptically and oddly.
1: Yeah, it just seems strange having such a good actor in such a weird little part.
0: Yeah. So there's, there's him and Julian Glover. I can't think that there's any other Bond villains who've also been Doctor Who villains. I think that might be. Ooh, that's a over thing.
1: Mm. Might do the film series. souls now. Lots of them over. No longer with
0: us are they? Yeah. But probably Danny Bond girls are done. I really yeah, she's in uh, Crimson Horror, isn't she? Oh, I love that story. Oh, on a blackman. Oh my God, of course she was. Uh, got her in uh, Trial of a Time Lord and in Euphemism Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this does seem, I don't know, Just it's sometimes a bit handy, isn't it, to say that uh, someone or something is from Gallifreyan mythology yeah. to, to build them up. Especially when it's uh, mind, it did uh, the new adventures every year uh, book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to be fair, it's not unheard of.
0: No, it, it just
1: feels like it should be a a
0: bigger baddie, a bigger
1: threat. I gotta think it'd been braver if simply the cubes were never explained and they just never did anything. Yeah, they could have a whole story just like trying to work out what it is, and they just shrugged and think, well,
0: yeah, no aliens, uh, yeah, whatever.
1: This almost feels like something that's tagged on to the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, we have to have some kind of... We think, like, resolution. in a big
1: universe, things would not always be explained, and perhaps these things disappeared and were never explained.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all this
1: evidence of us being marvellous on the inside, there's very little evidence of it, really, isn't there?
0: No. It's a very new, serious thing, isn't it? You'd actually go, no, I've looked at Twitter, you're all horrible and you deserve it. Yeah. He does make a little comment earlier in this episode, doesn't he, when um, Kate talks about how the the cubes have got their own Twitter account, <laughs> and he goes Twitter. Mm.
1: So was she intended to return? Then? Was this written for Kate to come back as a regular? Or was it just?
0: I'm not sure at the time. Um, when when is the next time we see her after this? Time with the doctor, I think, isn't it? Day of the doctor. Day of the doctor. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It'd have been a nice one-off or uh, a recurring part, I suppose. I do like it that they've got recurring unit people again. Yeah,
1: mind I remember Osgood being this and that's completely wrong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Day of the Doctor is her first story. Not a bad first gig, really. No. And then uh, Matt Smith really did age in the part, didn't he? Yeah. Osgood's only in Day of the Doctor and then the Zygon.
1: Well, could she?
0: Two-parter. She's in the Cyber Mini one because she gets killed. That's right, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, she's in Dark Water and Death in Heaven as well. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm not very good on the titles for the new series, you can kind of tell. (laughs) The original series, I can uh, pull them all out, but...
0: Yeah... That's, that's we've, we've had many years of, uh, of only having those I suppose so it needs to be cancelled again so I can learn them all no <laughs> no oh, <why? laughs> well we've got five more years five year evergreen solid pipeline solid content pipeline uh, and hopefully not plots being
1: sold by be a magic wand being wafted yeah this is um, pretty poor <laughs> to be fair as much as I like this episode I have to admit
0: Yeah, this is rubbish. This is one of the most uh, lazy. Yeah, because I don't entirely agree with um, with people who complain about Sonic Screwdriver. You know, kind of Mm. being a magic one to do everything. I think it does save time. Rather than you know you have the Doctor build a device out of kind of string and Mm. teacups and things, Uh, it would make sense that he would make a device that could do a lot of things. Um, But in this one, he just just pointed at a screen and uh, bring everyone back to life
1: well again if this is meant to be just their everyday lives written large everyday it, it, he would have a device to solve stuff so. yeah
0: yeah so I don't I don't entirely agree with uh, with the people who uh, you know think that he'd gone too far with Sonic Screwdriver
1: at the time I thought it was a um, really good idea but was, the more I watched it I thought yeah oops saluting cool <laughs> she nearly yeah. smiled <laughs>
0: Basically, he sends them away never to return. Yeah, it's it's in, in hindsight, once you've seen the angels take Manhattan, mm. what it's called. Yeah, the Angels Take Manhattan. It's quite tragic, isn't it, that Brian encourages them to go off travelling here. And we talked about with Jason on the dinosaurs in a spaceship episode, there was a scene that was written but wasn't filmed, but was animated, where uh, Rory and Amy's adopted son oh yeah some relative came and yeah, yeah comes and knocks on the door and introduces himself to Brian because uh, there's a there's mention in this one that they've talked it about be said it was very reminiscent of that bit in Blink <laughs> yeah
1: actually I think it's, it works better with drawings it's sort of more poignant really yeah I get
0: a little uh, voiceover. voice so they talk here, she says, the um, the Shakri never understood what cubed actually means. Yeah. The power of three. It's a bit nonsensical.
1: Yeah. A, they know they're in a drama because they're doing a voiceover. Yeah. B, they, <laughs> wouldn't, they wouldn't say that normally.
0: Yeah, well, the original title was cubed of the episode and, and was so for a long time. Huh. And then it was only quite late on that they changed it to the power of three, um, which obviously is what cubed means. Um, so it may have made slightly more sense with the original title It has to say this looks really creepy yeah it's a great episode isn't it The Angels mm-hmm. Take Manhattan we're going full on horror for that one yeah I'm that just watching gone. it <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> there's lovely River Song who might be coming back looks like
0: Michelle Gomez might have let something slip the other day Ah, yeah, this is... um, Something for Big Finish, I think. Yeah, that uh, the... uh, Because I think the the plan is to keep making the the Diary of River song Mm. adventures. Because Nicholas Briggs just sort of said on the last uh,
1: podcast,
0: uh, I shouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah. Um, But that's a great pairing that you'd love to have seen in the TV show that a Big Finish can can bring about now.
1: Some people seem to be fantasising about River meeting the new Doctor as well at a sort of unhealthy degree as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, so I think that's that's all the notes that I've got for that one.
1: It was fun, it was fluff, yeah. to be honest. But it's harmless, I must admit. I'd much rather watch that than uh, other stories. Uh. Yeah, mid-table,
0: isn't it? Yeah. So, thank you very much for joining me. It was a pleasure watching this episode with you, Keith. I've enjoyed it. Uh, we can find you on Twitter as... 50DW50. And you're on... Tumblr, what I say Tumblr.
1: Again under uh, feed
0: yeah, I don't really do much on that no, Okay. To be fair. You you finished your um, reviews of Little dollies uh, and the, reviews, yes I did, yes. Classic, <laughs> classic series and some of the big finishes. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed those actually, I missed mean, quite missing those. Hmm. Uh, but they'll still be available, um, I take it on there, so I will put links in the show notes as well. Will cool, Thank you very Ignore much. Ignore the grammar. Ignore the grammar. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening at home and join me again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)